Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? My name is Jason Garvey. I come from a little town called Clondalkin. I didn't know where you were from. Yeah, Clondalkin, yeah. Um, just that Neil's town there. Right. So Jay, Jay, call you Jay. Yeah, that's fine. Jay, yeah. um, we, I don't know, I just started following you. I just came across you on Instagram because you have your own podcast. Yeah, that's And right. what's the podcast called? Podcast is called The Did You Hear Show. We're up and running now, just a little over a year. But like that as well, um, I don't know if I came across you first or you came across <laughs> me first, but mm. I just went on a little podcast hunt trying to find everyone that does podcasts in Ireland mm. and trying to interact with them, you know? So this is our first crossover. Yeah, um, it's my second, I think. Second. <laughs> now, the, f- the, the first one, now the first one I've done is no longer a podcast. Okay. So, yeah, let, the, the, let's say it's our first one as well. Yeah. And this is the first time that you're going to sit and talk to somebody yeah this is my first time being on the opposite end of the table yeah 100% I don't know what to expect either I don't know where this is going listen I I'm just gonna get into it Mm -hmm. so we were I was watching your page a long time and then you put up a post Mm. and I stopped me in my tracks I just was like oh my god Mm. because you just I just didn't know any of that about you you know what I mean and then I seen the post so do you want to tell me what the post was and Tell us about it. Right, which post are you referring to? Because I post some crazy shit on my personal and Did You Hear Show page. So I'm not 100%, I have an idea what post it is, but I'm not 100% What do you sure. think it is? I think it's about the one of me sharing a picture on my neck. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's the one you're referring to. Right, so um, it kind of leads to kind of how the podcast started as well, to be honest. So basically I was in... A, let's say 13 year relationship and me and my partner had said look let's just do our own thing we'll figure ourselves out and see where it goes now we used to break up and get back together all the time stages we went for two months three months breaking up and we'd get back together so I never intended on seeing anyone or anything like that I thought it was just another time where we broke up you know except this time um she told me she was seeing someone else. Now, obviously, that hurt me, but at the same time, I didn't believe it because it was like, nah, it never happens. Do you know what mm. I mean? And one day, I got a text off her. I'm nearly sure this is how it went now. Me, me memory is very vague around it, but this is the majority of what happened, basically. Um, I got feeling that she was seeing someone and I wanted to see it with my own eyes. 
Now, this sounds like I'm a psycho, but I genuinely believe everyone who's in my position would have done the same. I don't regret it, to be honest with you. Not, not that I don't regret it. I do regret it, but I know I'd do it again if I was in the same circumstances, you know? So, basically, I went down to the apartment where I used to live, where she was living at the time, and um, I waited outside because... I was told that she wasn't in, but the lights were on in the in the apartment and the telly was on, and she was never one to leave on plugs or anything like mm. that, you know? So we knew there was something not up. And when you walk to the back of the apartment, you can actually see directly into the bedroom. The bed was made, so I knew she wasn't there, you know? So my head was kind of all over the place. Um, and long and behold, she, um, she walked out of the apartment across the road with someone that we used to joke about. Um, so... That was the night that I went down to the park and tried to kill myself. It, it was it was very hard to take. Not only because I just found out that Jesus, we are legitimately broke up. Um, I confronted her when she walked out of the house. Um, I wasn't angry, just more upset. You know, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I wasn't expecting this at all. Like I said, him of all people. Um, so. Yeah, I was just absolutely heartbroken. Like I, the whole thing for me was, I was unemployed for a while. I was self-employed for a while, and I had finally got a job. Um, I got a few bob together. My plan was when, like, I thought this was just a break. So when we got back together, my plan was right. Let's surprise her that like we have a few funds for a mortgage here, and we have money for a new car. Like, let's. This is a perfect fresh start. So when I seen her walk out of that house, my heart was, my whole mind just went black. Do you know what I mean? It just, I couldn't see anything but a rope. Do you know what mm. I mean? It was, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like, I can't explain the pain at all, but what happened was, I always said after I had my kids, I'd never even consider it, ever. And Had when, you considered it grow like... Yeah, I've, I've, I've tried. I took... 130 pills when I was 17 I think I ended up in hospital for a few days and stuff again that was over a girl believe it or not um, some things never change <laughs> um, and I, I did contemplate it a few times as well prior to that but that was kind of nailing the coffin for me you know but I went down to the park and I, I just I, I didn't think of anything Me, like I said my mind was black I didn't have time to think of the kids or whoever I'd hurt. And I am that type of person where all them thoughts had entered my mind. But after walking away from her, and you know what? I think she was very nervous. I think she thought like maybe it was going to flip or because she laughed when I confronted her. Now, I, I personally think it was a nervous laugh. I don't think it was a malicious laugh, you know? Now, just let me say as well, she didn't do anything wrong. She was single. You know, I just assumed that it was another time that we had broken up. So, nothing against that and that, nothing against the fella. Um, but when I went down to the park, tied the rope around my neck, and uh, my phone fell out of my pocket. And I seen, my screensaver was the two kids. So, I was like, oh, fuck. It, it's very hard to explain. Um, like, when I had the rope around my neck, I had to... I had to, uh, I didn't really do a good job, I, I was able to kind of grab the branch, I didn't do a long, like, I don't know if people want to know the graphics of it, but basically I really struggled, like I felt instant regret, 
when it happened and I was struggling as hard as I could and I ended up snapping the branch and I just started crying then and then I think I stayed in my bedroom then for about three weeks just crying and take me back mm. so you said there that you're just seeing black right and mm. um, because I think it is important I, I we will put trigger warning out yeah. it, but I think it is really important for people to be aware of maybe when family succeed in this I don't know I don't mm. know do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that so is it in autopilot is it you see nothing else but this is the only way you're going to get relief from your heartbreak see well, what went through my head was the kids were happy do you know what I mean the kids were on the wiser the kids I don't see my kids near as much as what I used to I didn't sign up for being a single parent so that was already haunting you know what I mean? I never wanted to be the weekend that. I wanted to be the Monday to Friday. Well, sorry, Monday to Sunday, I should say. Bring them to school. As much as I hated doing homework when I was with them, like mm. when we were together and living in a house, I miss it as soon as I stopped. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. So that's what I signed up for. So the fact that I lost that had already killed me. And when me and my ex-partner broke up, her family completely shut me out. So... To be honest with you, it was just like that whole side literally went on holidays and died in a plane crash. And the sad thing was, I was actually closer to the whole family than I was my own. So it was very hard for me to accept. It was like, like I never felt loved in my life, ever. As a kid, as a grown-up, even in the previous relationship, never felt love one day in my life. The only people I feel love from is my kids. And that's the honest truth. Um, so it, it's it's hard to kind of not that it's hard to go back like I'm I'm in a much better place now like I'm actually mm. surprised that I haven't got upset yet I'm normally mm. very emotional you know but it's hard to go back and and see where I was I just like I said I had planned on getting a mortgage I had planned on marrying the girl mm. do you know what I mean I thought it was just another breakup and when that kind of put the nail in the coffin saying I leave someone's house who we joked about I'm like not only like, fair enough, you're single, but that's disrespectful. That's someone who you told me you never liked, you'd never go near. That's someone we joked about you being with in the past. And, like, I'm not going to lie, there was thoughts that, gee, like, was that going on when we were together? Do you know what I mean? How am I supposed to know? Like, there was times, like, she she done some work from home. And there was times where she'd say, oh, can you bring the kids to your ma for an hour? I have work to do. Like, all them thoughts entered my head, do you know what I mean? But... I had a conversation with a family member then. Um, we, my brother was actually renovating his house at the time and I had a conversation with a family member and my ex-girlfriend had called him and said, you need to check on Jay, like he's he's in a horrible place. And he had a talk with me and I broke down straight away because it, it was still very touchy for me. I was trying to stay busy because I knew if we stayed in darkness, it was just trouble. Was this... Uh, so, so you go and then when you said there that you were you, your phone fell, it was the kid's screensaver, and you struggled. You were struggling to get yourself out of the rope. Yeah, is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. The branch, the branch eventually snapped, and it was only the branch was there every time I walked past. Um, I go in and see if the branch and the rope is still there. And only three or four weeks ago, now this is probably going back a year ago, only three or four weeks ago went went back and was only gone then, you know. But what I wanted to actually do on my podcast was I wanted to do 
a little documentary on, on that day and what I was going through to try and help people. I wanted to document it and actually film that brand. So I'm kind of mm. raising that it's gone mm. from where I am to where, uh, from where I was to where I am today, you know. But it was, like like you said, yeah, it, it was just black. I didn't see anything else, nothing else. And then when you the, it, it, break, like the, it snaps, what are you thinking? What's in your head in that moment? Like? I just screamed, crying. I sat there for two hours. Two hours against a tree, roaring and crying, and then I went on to Google Photos and I was just swiping through pictures of the kids and I was like, you selfish bastard, you know, what the fuck, but like that, I, I, I would never, ever contemplate doing that like that, like if, like people have actually said to me that I've told the story, like, Jay, I'm shocked that you even attempted to do that because, you, like, it's clear how much you love your kids and I was like, I didn't think anybody, I, like, I didn't, it was like, how do I explain, Um. It was like I was paralyzed to do anything else. I, I literally only thought away of killing myself. Yeah. And that that's what I was. I, like I didn't think about anybody. And yeah, it was just it, it was just a horrible, horrible place. But it's it's crazy now looking back because as much as look, I'm not a hundred percent. I don't think I'll ever be a hundred percent being honest with you, but like, where I am today to now, like, I thought I'd never get better. I thought I'd never get over it. I couldn't comprehend how someone that's supposed to love you could do that. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I thought. Maybe she didn't love me, you know? Mm. So. And when you said then, like, in that two hours, is someone looking for you? Is someone... No. 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 Is that hard? Um, I'm used to it. Okay. I'm used to it. Um, like the, the first time I done it as well so the first time I done it I was 17 or something I took a load of pills like I said and I got I took all the pills and then I shit myself because I felt my body doing mad things and everyone knew I was upset about the breakup with my girl I sound like a psycho every girl that I get <laughs> fucking do this Um. When I took the pills, no one was coming up to me room. Not like I was making noises, trying to get people's attention. It was a cry for help, like, mm, mm. and n- no one. I had to send a message saying goodbye, and I, I wasn't even saying goodbye. I didn't want to kill myself then. Mm. Um, I was literally saying goodbye just so someone would come, and it took them a while to come up as well, you know. Mm. So it sh- it probably should be harder, but I'm used to it. Mm. Why? Um, why do you think? So take it back. You said there mm. again about. The fact that you've never felt love in your life. Mm. At what age and why? Why have you never? Um, I don't like. So uh, I was a middle child. So t- to me, like, if you're not the last child and a fourth child, mm. um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. We just I never like we're not a loving family. We wouldn't have these conversations. We wouldn't hug. We wouldn't kiss. We. Like it's we're just not like that as a family, and that's grand. Like each to their own, you know. But I always wanted to be that family, so I got real close to my friend who lived up the road from me. His mum and dad were kind of arguing a bit as well, but he was always loved. He was spoiled, and he was an only kid. Mm. You don't realize that when you're younger, though. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I was seeing all the love and affection he was getting, and his dad was actually really good to me. He probably showed me more than my own dad did. Mm. You know, now my dad was fucking. He was always walking and all. He didn't really have time to be fair to him, but um, 
Yeah, I just I never ever felt it. And don't get me wrong, I was a little bollocks as a kid, so it wouldn't have helped. I was always getting in trouble. I was always fucking robbing out my ma's purse and all, you know. I never got anything as a kid, I thought. Mm. You know, I never asked for anything. Mm. But when I was a kid, I thought I never got anything because I was seeing me, my friend who was the only child spoiled, getting mm. brought to Wexford every week, fucking getting two pounds to go mm. to the shop. There's me with 50p, you know. So I was always looking for more, but I, ne- I never, ever felt love. Even, like, in all my relationships, I always felt like I was the one kind of pushing for it, and I was always the one trying the hardest and keeping it together. If we stopped it, it would stop. Do you know mm. what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, how do I explain not feeling loved, I suppose? Um, I don't really know. It's a tough question, actually. It's a tough question. I think it's a generational thing in the sense that same as us, my man and dad wouldn't have been so affectionate to me. Dad had a yeah. massive heart attack when he was 50 and then realised, you know what I mean, and now he'd hug and he'd cry and yeah. he'd show his emotions. But it was the generation, they just didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, especially if coming from a large family, it just didn't mm. happen. Um, and I, I, I'll be honest with you and I'll say to you that, yeah, I kind of, I knew I was loved. Of course I was loved, but it wasn't until I kind of met Paul that I seen a family that, was like a really loving, loving, kissy, huggy family. Yeah. That I was like, oh, 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 well, this is different. Do you yeah, know what I mean? But yeah. growing up, we were all kind of, there was one that got away with everything, you know what I mean? But we were all, it was it was a generational thing, yeah. I think. No, no, I, I definitely do believe that. Look, don't get me wrong. If you ask me, does my man that love me? I'll say, yeah, 100%. Mm. But I suppose maybe loved is the wrong word. Maybe I should be using affectionate. Mm. And like, I'm not going to lie to you, I got, my sister used to always watch the Kardashians and I got hooked on it. And I used to see how they dealt with mm. life and think like, that's the way every family should be, you know, like, they, obviously it's a bit for the cameras as well, mm. but I genuinely believe they are like that, like, they mm. do talk about their problems, they do see it out, they don't not talk for weeks and days, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I was seeing that and then another friend I had around the corner there was two in his family himself and his sister and his man and dad used to love me I don't know why I, I've no idea why mm. but they used to love me and I used to it got to a stage where I was going around to their house to have Christmas dinner rather than my own mm. house and all mm. you know so I don't know I just my household is maybe maybe affectionate is the right word mm. but I suppose that comes down to feeling loved and that's where that comes from mm. yeah and then you said at 17 you did that then was there mental health issues there at that age do you think see the thing is right or was it attention both I think right so I've never even even today mm. I've never gone and got diagnosed with depression or anything like that and I know for a fact that we have a hundred bleeding symptoms under I don't like putting names to that mm. if I'm honest with you mm-hmm. I'm sure I have anxiety if you tell me the meaning of anxiety I'll say yeah 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 yeah, yeah. do you know mm-hmm. what I mean but I never titled that on myself Um I was definitely an attention seeker a hundred percent. I was a class clown. I always wanted everyone to be laughing at me. And I again, my counsellor even said to me, "It's probably down from never getting at home." Mm. You know, your man, dad, so, your dad's so busy with work. Your man's so busy. She had five kids. You know, so maybe that's what you were crying out for. Um. So yeah, probably, probably. Just looking for attention. Yeah, you think? yeah, a bit of both. Like I said, so my childhood would have been amazing outside the house mm. as in like i'd always have good clothes we'd always kind of like if, if we if we had a bike we'd get it fixed if it was broken we, we never really looked for that and my friends were great used to like be out from nine till nine do you know what i mean mm. but then when we went home there was 
there was violence in the gaff and I feel like I don't know I feel like I was the black sheep in the gaff I was always the one that was getting hooked around and mm. I was always like I expected a lot from me brother Jordan the twin where me and my dad were going through shit and I didn't see it from him so I kind of stepped up but then I was putting myself in poxy situations. Like Stepped I rem- up in a way to protect your man. Yeah. So uh, I never forget me and my dad were having an argument upstairs and we were all sitting in the sitting room. Now if you say this to me, brother, you probably won't remember. But I but remember. each person has their exactly, own memories of exactly. their lives. And yeah. I will never forget this. Mm. I remember screaming, crying on the sofa, saying, like, come on, we all have to go up and help her, you know. Now, I don't know what was going on up there. I just heard me ma crying on loud bangs or whatever. Um, and... I was asking everyone to come up me and no one would come up with me. And I remember going up and getting punched around. And I I don't think, even to this day, I don't think I've ever gotten over that. And like, you was fucking made me go up there. Like, there was another situation that happened in my family that I can't really talk about where it led to me getting involved. And I feel like, like, why is it always me? Why am I always the one that, like... Now, maybe they're right not getting involved. It's not their business, but... I feel like there's a lion, and if you cross that, your family need to step in. Do you know what I mean? You need to have someone there to stand up for you. Mm. And I feel like it's fucking always me, you know? Is it because you're just, you're stronger than them, maybe? They feel that you're stronger? See, I'd say the opposite. I'd say, like, mentally, anyway, I'd definitely be the weakest. Now, then why were you always put up to... Um, It's just my personality. I, I don't know. Like... I just always felt sorry for people in certain situations. Like, I, I, I was never really... Like, if someone was upset, I always felt it for them. I always... I don't know, it's very hard to explain, but I always want to help people. I always want to try... Like, even though, Jesus, sometimes I really shouldn't, and sometimes it ends up worse. Mm. But I, I just have that personality. I don't know where I got it from. Or where. So they never stopped you from getting involved? Uh, no. No, so they didn't really have a choice either, do you know what I mean? I don't mm. blame them on stopping me, I blame them for not helping me or, or, or them getting involved first, you know? Mm. But like that, like they probably said they did sometimes and I don't remember, you know? Mm. Like you said, everyone has their own story, but that particular time where the, oh, I got a good hide and I'd never forget that. Now, even saying that, I hate saying this because I was on that thing on uh, RTE, the love experiment mm. and so on. Um, and we touched on a little bit about my past as well and I don't want to make my dad sound like a fucking monster, like everything my dad has done, he's gone through his own shit, it doesn't justify anything he's done but that's the way it was back in the day as well, do you know what I mean? Do you ever have a conversation with your dad about it? My dad never stops apologising to me over it he f- he, my dad actually feels like the way I am today is because of him mm-hmm. now I'm not going to lie I, I agree, because I think you are what your life brings you up to be. Like, I wouldn't be, uh, and I'll take, people can call me big-headed for saying this, but I know I'm an amazing father. Now, from the story we had earlier, people might disagree with that, but outside of that, I do everything for my kids. My kids are my life. My son's my best friend, my daughter. I can't even explain the relationship we have, you know? And that's because of my father. I swore I will never, ever treat my kids the way my dad treated me. I'll never lay a finger on my kids. It doesn't do that. It just makes them scared. Do you know what I mean? What's hurting a kid? What's, what does that do? It just makes them scared. It doesn't fix anything. And was there drink involved with your dad? Um, no, I wouldn't even say that. No, like, my dad lost his brother at a young age. He lost his mum and 
you know, these are only things, like I said, when you go counselling yourself, you kind of try and find where did this all stem from, and it definitely did stem from my childhood, but then you have to take the other people into consideration on what they're going through, you know? Like like I said, it doesn't justify anything, but you just need to try to be a bit more understanding. Everything happens for a reason. Everyone goes through shit to lead to certain shit they do, you know? And when he said sorry to you from the very beginning to now, was your attitudes different? Um, well, I'll be honest with you, it's only really been the last couple of years where the apology came out now. I'll share a little story with you that kind of hurt. Um, my whole life I wanted to batter me that. I was like, I can't wait to grow up. I'm going to punch it around, you know. And there was a stage where me and my brother were having an argument in the kitchen. Now, my brother is gay and he has a very high voice, you know. And I have a very deep voice. Mm. Um, even when we're doing podcasts, my thing is down here and the <laughs> lads are up there, you know. And we were having an argument and I wasn't even that hostile, you know, but he was getting very high and I was like, shut the fuck up or something like that. And my dad was standing beside me and he put his arm on me. I, he grabbed my arm and was like, shut the fuck up you or something, don't start. And I didn't really take note of it when he done it the first time. But when we continued the argument, he kind of squeezed it harder. And then I kind of looked at him and was like, what the fuck are you going to do? And I was like, well, this is my opportunity now. And then we started having a screaming match. And I picked him up and threw him through my kitchen table. I lifted my fist back and I started roaring crying. Couldn't hit him. Couldn't hit him. Taught me whole life it's what I wanted to do. And I just couldn't do it. Couldn't. I, I, again, I went up. This is me thing. I go up to my room for a few hours and I have a cry. That's what I do. But I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I seen fear in his eyes and it was like I was looking at me as a little kid and I was like, no, you're not getting it. I'm not giving it to you. Do you know what I mean? So I just refused to do it. That just hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. Really? <laughs> because, as I said to you, it's a generational thing. Mm. And now my dad, my dad, my dad was my dad and like mm. everyone just say to me and you'll be like I'm doing it everyone just say to me you need to talk you need to have your someone needs to interview you someone I'm like not happening not happening you know what I mean I, this is your platform it's not mine um, but my dad nowadays like he'd say to me I'm not able Rebecca like you know my brother is he, he's a drinker and he's he's 50 this year like you know when he's drinking he yeah. just you know my man dad in the 70s he calls my man dad not but trouble do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. and my dad's be like I'm not able for him anymore mm. I'm not able and that generation of man, like your dad, your dad probably is not the same age as my dad, mm. but when they realise they're not able, mm. does that fear that you saw in your dad's eyes when you went? Mm. So, because you have to forgive them. A hundred percent, I forgive me. Like, this is what I'm saying. It's at a stage now where my dad's annoying me. I'm like, yeah. dad, will you stop saying sorry? Yeah. Like, I understand. Like, obviously as a man, and yeah. it does take, it does take experience it takes years of growing up to understand it takes your own life experiences to understand and i love me that dearly mm. like if that hadn't happened to him jeez i'd be heartbroken um i love him very much and i forgive him and i know he regrets and that's the main thing mm. he regrets and he'd never try that again because i punch him around <laughs> but he never would mm. do you know what i mean and i feel like we have a very cl- like my dad he um do you respect him yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, of course. Yeah, I do respect him. I don't agree with 
the way he thinks and sometimes he like he's hard to listen to after a while you know but mm. he, he means very well now like he's a completely different person than what he was and being honest i think he was humbled because after breaking up with me mom he met a filipino woman and he got married and she ended up they bought a house together and she ended up cheating on him and he was left with nothing mm. now and this is where all this forgiveness started with me dad like I said, when I see people struggling, it's where I kind of feel the need to step in. So, my dad had got cancer, uh, testicular cancer, and this all happened around the same time. So, none of my family are really close to me, dad. Like, he'd come over if he was getting letters or, like, maybe the odd weekend, he, he would have invited us over for dinner. We wouldn't be very close to him, you know? So when he met this girl, did he just disconnect from you? No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. It would have been, like, roughly the same. So when he got, he bought a house in Newcastle with her, and he, he'd invite us over every Sunday for dinner because that was what my granddad used to do with mm. us. Mm. So he, I'm sure, I'm assuming he just tried to carry on the tradition. And look, it was only ever me and maybe my two sisters to go over. The other two kind of had their own shit going on. And I don't know, they, they, no one really has a close relationship with me there. So I knew when, I knew when all this happened, he had no one. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't really close to anyone else. So I went down to the house home. I stayed with him for a few nights and I helped him unpack the house and because he got fuck all over like um I think the mortgage was out could have been potentially only in her name. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that. Mm. But he, he got screwed like. He got screwed and he was in a bad way and it just took me going for a drink with him to make him feel a bit better. There was times where he was crying to me, which was mad, do you know what I mean? But He's definitely a new man now, and I hundred percent forgive him. You know what I mean? I don't like. I said everyone has their own demons. There's reasoning for something. I don't justify it. I'll never agree with what he done, but I forgive him. And you said there about you, you, you couldn't wait to punch the head off him. Mm. Can you imagine how many sons in Ireland? Oh, I know. Are in that situation? I know so many. I just can't wait to punch the head. And the know? thing is, there is some that would. Do you know what I mean? There is some that have, which is terrible. Like, at the end of the day, your dad's your dad. You know what I mean? And I don't think wherever your dad does, you should ever lay a finger on him, if I'm honest with you. Mm. I mean, unless he done something to me kids or something, that's mm. a different ball game. Mm. But, yeah, look, your dad's your dad, your ma's your ma. You only have one of them. Whether they do right or wrong, they brought you into the world. You have, should have at least respect for them. And, like, everyone's story is different. People be listening to this saying, oh, you don't know my dad, but... Mm. Like I said, they brought you into the world. They deserve some form of respect, in my opinion, you know. And then with that going on, and it just take back to the instant that happened, did, did your mum get involved? Did she, or was there too much fear on her side? Or was there relief, do you think? Have you ever had a conversation with her about it? Um, About, mm, no, not really, actually. No, I never actually did. That actually is making me consider having one now. Now, my ma's very hard to talk to. It's her way or the highway, you know. Mm. But no, I've never actually really talked to my ma about it. But my ma... So, we would be very physical in my house. Like, all boys nearly. Two girls, um, three boys. And me and my big brother would be very physical. And if, if I see him being physical, it's up to me. Because no one else is kind of on his level. What do you mean physical? As in, like, if, if him and me, but I would have a physical fight, as in punching each other, not just an argument, like, mm. do you know what I mean? So, when do you have this? When? 
ah look throughout the years yes, you know right, like yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, it's yeah. a frequent thing yeah like, I'm like probably, did you just have it like, yeah no like, no yeah. so like let's say the, oh, oh, I'm kind of bringing it into the story with me ma um, all these physical fights that happen throughout the years and the hurt I would have had in certain fights or, like I said to you when I was younger I was an awful robber I used to rob money out of my brother's wallet because I never felt like I got it and as mm. a fucking kid and I was like no fuck you was, you just won't even see it gone mm. I was I was I was a prick um, and I got to a stage where I was getting blamed on shit that I wasn't doing then and that's what really hurt that killed me and look I brought it on myself but as a kid you don't see that mm. so when you're constantly getting blamed on something you didn't do it just drove me crazy and that's what led me to getting physical with people in my family when I'm saying I'm telling you now I didn't fucking take it and then it, it nearly became epoxy thing for me because then I was like right maybe if I'm physical they'll think I didn't take it I used it to my advantage then mm. do you know what I'm saying mm. I'm sure I've done that once or twice and I got to the stage where I was punching walls and stuff but like the last let's say I don't know I haven't we haven't had a fucking physical fight in probably about 10 years or mm. something but I remember the last couple of times we did or even if we get angry my ma's very frightened of me in particular i I think she thinks I'm a loose cannon that, like, don't, I don't know. Like, I'd never obviously lay your finger on me, man. Mm, never mm, have, never mm. will. But, uh, yeah, she's definitely afraid when I get like that. And that's not nice, you know what I mean? So, I don't know if she sees... Your dad? Yeah, see, I look like me dad, a bit, people say. Have you got say. the build of your dad? No, no, geez, not anymore, no. Mm. <laughs> me dad's tall and skinny. Mm. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're tall. Yeah, no, guy, me, me, like me dad is tall, and he he never really had weight on him. But yeah, I'd be I'd be bigger than me dad. I'd be the biggest in the family now mm. at the minute, the size I am, you know. So that obviously does play a part as well. And then I do I like I didn't realize I had a deep voice until I started the podcast, and mm. the levels literally are down a lot more than the lads, you know. So. Like, even with my kids, I'm, I told you I'm against hitting kids, but I'm not against shouting against them, you know. I think your kids should have some form of fear. And if Kelly tells them to do something, they don't do it. If daddy mm. shouts, they do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I enjoy that side of it. Mm. <laughs> but, um, so your mum, so, so she, when if the altercation would happen, like, with your dad, and she, she, if someone didn't get involved or did get involved, like, no, everyone got involved that day. I think my auntie and I was in the house that day mm. where they threw him through the table. And everyone was pulling me, but it was like Mongo, like no one could go near me. I was just driven to hurt them. Mm. But then when I went to it, mm. I just couldn't. But the original one, so was that your ma's life? Was that frequent in your ma's life? Um, from my memory, yes. Mm. From my, now look... I, I mean, certain family members say like things like your ma brought it on yourself, but you know that's another subject altogether. That it isn't my place to get involved in. I don't know enough about yeah. that, so I can't comment on it. Mm. I can only comment about what I seen growing up and what I try to do to prevent it. You know. And so again, have you had like have you just sat down like even when you said the fear thing that you know that she's if no. you gang no yeah, I never sat down should. yeah I should yeah right a hundred percent I should. Um. Yeah. See, in it nearly comes to a stage where me ma, like like I said, we're not really affectionate. And sometimes mm. I joke with me ma, 
and like hug her and all ju- just because I wouldn't get a normal hug off her yeah. I'd be pretending like I'm putting her in a headlock or something mm. just to fucking get a hug off mm. her when really I genuinely I'm trying mm. to hug her but I know she's not into it you know what I mean yeah. so things like that but um, no I, I actually will um, it, it could I was, I was gonna say like she'll only really have a conversation like that with drink on her you know um, and my mum wouldn't really drink that much so God only knows when I can do but if we try to have that conversation with a normal she'll kind of mm. go off topic ask her up about that or whatever you know so it's not as easy as you think no I, I, I know I actually do know, how, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. How, how hard it is to have these conversations with yeah. people um, and the conversation that I have with you right now and have with my guests like if I try to talk about this I don't podcast me Rebecca don't, mm. don't podcast don't need to podcast but I do have and I will like there is sometimes I have to say, Mum, but why did this happen? You know what I mean, or Dad? Why did this happen? And you don't say, I was just a bollocks. I was a bollocks. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, he, as I said, he, the heart attack changed him completely. Like, yeah. you know, he, my mother is gets her breakfast in bed every day now. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Where that didn't happen years ago, you know? Mm. So it, it is hard, but maybe a conversation is just to say, and especially the affection, because, do you know what, Jay? Like, we all fucking know now we don't have long in this life yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and if you are not starved but you want that mm. and if you just kind of lay it out and say ma'am look give us a hug in the mornings give us a hug uh, no, it wouldn't it would, I swear to god I know what you're saying it, it sounds easy mm. but no it's like I said, she's just not like that at all. I wouldn't, even if I was crying, saying it to her. Yeah. She's still like, oh, I actually did. I actually remember coming back one Christmas after having two bottles of wine and mm. crying to her, telling her I loved her. Not. She, obviously, she was hugging me back because I was crying. Mm. But even that was awkward for her. I could feel the awkwardness in the hug, you know. I don't know what it is. Like I said, deep down, she fucking means well and mm. she does love me. And she, like, I respect the little things, like, Jay, I dinner's ready. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, you so didn't have to. So the affection is shown. In other ways. There, in other yeah, ways, like, yeah, like, like, and she she always stands up for me like she hates certain people over certain things and that to me is a way of showing me how much she loves me but at the same time that that kind of affects more in the house than mm. uh, and if you know what I mean what it's, does she think of the podcast? Um, she used to watch it actually she hasn't really watched the last few now being honest I think she's gone off it a little <laughs> bit um, but she just throw it on now and again yeah mm. it's mad like so I, I would have tried like so many different ventures like I, try, I was vlogging when I was a kid mm. well when I say kid I was about 18 basically the ex went on holidays and it was our first time away from the kids and I said look I'll record it for you but I always wanted to get into vlogging but that was my start mm. right you're you're away you're going to miss them this week. You've never been away from them. I'll record the whole week for you mm. and you can view it on YouTube, you know. And I got into vlogging and people weren't really with that because they thought, and in fairness, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was in it to make money. There was no money to be made. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, but I used to have camera and people faces that didn't want it and look, it was down the wrong road. So they kind of looked at it at the start like it was another one of these. Mm. But they can see it ground, they can see it ground legs, you know. Even like we had uh, the Christmas party, the Did You Hear Show yeah, Christmas party, and everyone was shocked. That was planned in two days. Mm. Like, I was shocked uh, myself, I yeah, was to be honest with you. I was yeah. like, fair play, you but that everyone out. came, all of our mm. previous guests came. And t- to me, that's a real testament to the podcast and how comfortable mm. we made people feel that they were all willing to come back and getting around with everyone together it was amazing and like that I think people can see not only my family but people around me can genuinely see the podcast is helping me as a person it's helping me grow it's helped me understand how lucky I am like we had a we had two guests on Keith and Pamela and again I say this every time I bring her up because I, I don't want to butcher 
uh, the illness that she has. But she has an illness, and they were on my podcast, and I'm just thinking, Jay, you fucking ungrateful bastard. Like, you don't know how lucky you have it. Everyone has it worse than us, you know, man. There's always someone out there that has it worse than us. And the podcast is a constant reminder of that. I'm sure now that I'm saying it, you probably resonate with it. Like, when you hear some people's story, it's like, fuck me, I'm on about stupid shit. Who robbed me strawberry milk in the fridge? That mm. more than in the cafe over mm. it. And there's people fucking, like, that kid with an illness, like I couldn't imagine that, and they, they have to go through that every day. And we're moaning about stupid things, so it humbles me. The podcast humbles me, and it's just like um, I don't go counselling anymore. Or anything. I used to go counselling frequently, and that the podcast is my counselling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it it's mad. Like even questions you're asking me, like it's just a reminder. Do you know, like I wouldn't have thought about talking to me ma for ages, and then you're at the bringing it up again, and the stuff like that that we moments we have where our guests that's like that where we're giving them advice, and it's so powerful for them, and the fact that you're helping someone, it just like I'm sure you feel it. It's just there's some unbelievable feeling that no no one can match it. Do you know what I mean? It's undescribable. You doing something for someone. Actually, how the podcast started was a friend of mine was feeling suicidal basically and we had a four hour conversation on the phone and he said Jay like that conversation was unbelievable you're after helping me so much you have no idea and I had spoke to a couple of friends briefly on starting a podcast and then this guy was having issues with his ma and I said do me a favour I said first thing in the morning go to Little, buy a ma a set of flowers and tell her you love her I said, record it for me and send it to me, will you? And he says, yeah. Now, look, when you have that conversation with someone, they're going to say, yeah, and they probably won't do it. Mm. This fella, I, I knew he was a doer. Mm. And he went and do it. He went and done it. And the video was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And he rang me and he said, honestly, Jay, you have no idea what you've done for me. And I'm like, I can do that for so many more people. And that was the initial thing for the podcast. And I'll be honest with you, the podcast went down a hole that I didn't want it to go down. I just started getting guests on because that's what everyone else was doing. I was like, oh, this is a podcast. Whereas now we had a conversation over the last few weeks where we're bringing it back to what it was supposed to be. It, so did you hear name? It's supposed to cover like the latest topics that's going on, like Ashley Murphy, rest in peace and all these hot topics, COVID, stuff like that. Did you hear this? Did you hear that? And then we kind of elaborate on it mm. and then cover mental health as well. And that's, we're getting back into that now, but that's that's where the podcast started off from that, you know? And like I said, it's like therapy for me. It's my, it's my counselling now. It's replaced that it and it's free. <laughs> Absolutely. Come here, take it back to me that, because I just want to touch on a little bit where, um, Paul, would you put the heat on? Paul, there. Probably not even there. Um, I'm cold. Are you cold? No, I'm all right. Um, and I don't know why. All of a sudden, every time I start doing a podcast, I get every get cold. Um, so I want to just take it back to mm-hmm. your partner, right? So yeah. how long we used together and kids? When did the kids come into? Yeah, it? so we were together. We were together. What I think it was I think it's thirteen years. I thought yeah. it was fifteen, and uh, but I think it's around thirteen, and that's kind of. On and off. Now, when I say on and off, I think the longest we broke up was nine months or something like that. Um, so the first night we met, um, she wasn't really sure whether she was into me. And then she went home and went on mm. Bebo and seen a picture of me. And she was like, oh, he's lovely. No, just nice and pictures. <laughs> Bebo. Um, yeah. 
And uh, we, we went on our second date, and actually our second date, we had our first fight. I'm right. like, oh, here we go. Mm. Um, the, the, the best thing, what, what's, what I'm actually better off doing, right? So the first girlfriend I had mm. uh, cheated on me, right? Um, then my second relationship, I kind of brought that into. Mm. I was like, I'm not fucking allowing that to happen again. Mm. And I treated her like shit. And she was a lovely girl. She actually done everything for me. I screwed her over I was a horrible fucker to her and she didn't deserve it at all and then I met Kelly and I said to Kelly right Kelly's the fresh start Kelly's an open book now so I wanted to not be so obsessive and like oh where's she going who's she with this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I just let her be free, but mm. turned out that that wasn't really the best thing to do mm. in this relationship. You know, this was her first relationship as well. Right. So we went through shit where she'll say she didn't cheat on me, but she definitely did twice. Um, so that led us to go couples counseling and stuff like that. But after the kids came then, we had Tyler. We had Tyler, I was 21. She was pregnant at me 21st. Um, and when the kids came along, it, Tyler was actually grand. Like We got on well for Tyler towards the start. And then we had to obviously move in together. So moving in and having the kids, we just clashed heads. We didn't get along. So she was like, Jay, this isn't working. You need to go back to your mass. So... I moved back to my mass. I think we broke up for about a year. No, about nine months, sorry. So 
Every time we broke up, I was never with anyone else. Okay. Ever. But she was. Right. And I should have seen signs now I'm saying like maybe she was now. But at the same time then I'm saying like I was a forced relationship. She didn't mm. really get to be single. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I kinda But one of the days I think I went down to collect oil and, and she asked me in and we got on and then she got pregnant again. So to me it was like a sign. Every time we broke up something brought us back together. Back, yeah. Like we weren't together when she found out she was pregnant with Tyler. Right. And we got back together. And then we broke up on Tyler. She got pregnant with Amelia. I was like, this is just like something's keep on. And I never loved anyone the way I loved mm. Kelly. Ever. So So the last time you broke up, right? Yeah. Um in that time, are you telling the kids you broke up and or like cause I just want to get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um did we tell the kids? I don't think we actually sat them down and said, Mammy and Daddy are breaking up. I yeah. think we just... I don't really remember. I'm sure we would have said, like, Daddy's moving back to to Mammy's... As in my Mammy's house because me and Mammy are fighting too much. Mm. We don't want to be fighting. Something like that. And mm. then just kind of stayed that way. And then... So then you broke up and then the, the instant then that you seen him come out of the house now. So then you knew that it was over. That was final, yeah. yeah. So then how does the co-parenting work? Right, so this is where this is where the story gets a bit mental. Um, again, I'm gonna sound like a psycho. People think I am, but I, I don't. As much as I regret doing it, I know I do it again. So, obviously, I told you thoughts were going through in my head that maybe this has had been going on longer. Um, so I was really curious then. Me son rang me. One night going down to, um, I was going down to the studio to do the podcast with Stolen City, the band. And he rang me crying on the phone saying, Amelia deleted something on his PlayStation or something. And I was like, uh, tell Amelia, I want her. And Amelia came into the room and she was like, oh, hang up the phone. You're not allowed on the phone to Danny, hang up. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? So I rang um, them back. I was like, well, what's going on? Our mammy said we're not allowed to ring you. She's gone out again. And I was like, who the hell is minding this? And she said, our auntie Brooke. I think Brooke is what, 13, 14 maybe? No, wait, 14, 15 maybe. Um, and she never, ever let, we never let anyone mind the kids other than her mother. Right. So the fact that this was happening, I wasn't happy at all. I was like, is there in the kids alone with Brooke? I said, that's not fucking on. I said, did your mommy go out in a car? And they said, yeah. So I flew down to the apartment to see the car was there. So what did I automatically think? It would make sense, right? Mm. It would make sense for, uh, uh, and I'd be, I genuinely would have been more understanding, yeah, because she's only across the road. Does it make you like a madman? Yes, when that shit is going on. Yes, madman. And look, it's easy. People will probably listen to this and say he's a psychopath. Put yourself in my shoes. Put yourself in my shoes. Your kids are ringing you, and that little cousin is minding them. He was never allowed mind them before. Mm. You were never like I used to try to get out on dates and stuff. Now there's no one to mind them. But now she's like, like we didn't. We lay in bed before uh, Rebecca. Six months, nothing happened. Mm. Nothing sexual. And I, I What's put that it. Oh, kills me. Like you, you feel, you feel like a scumbag because you're trying all the time and getting shut down. And I put on weight at the time as well, so I felt fucking shy. And then, like, 
the times where we would do it, it was like, oh, let's just do it, we get it over with. But then it felt like fucking rape. It's like, you don't even want to do it. But I took it because of no, I didn't get it any other time and I needed it released, you know what I mean? But mm. it got to the stage where I stopped accepting it then. I was like, no, I'm not fucking doing it like that. Do you know mm. what I mean? So that was horrible. Like, the relationship was rocky for a while. But then when I see, oh, she's putting this force now, like, do you know what I mean? That hurts as well. Mm. So that made me even angrier, as you can imagine. She never done it with me and now she's fucking, do you know what I mean? So when I drove down to the apartment, the car was there. So like I said... Um, one thought entered my head she, she's over there so we went over and knocked on the door and these two guys answered and I was like the, the guy that she was seeing now was was a black guy right. and I didn't know his name mm. so that's how we described him mm. now I don't know if that's racist like do you say African American he was black and I asked for the black guy. That's the only description I had of him. I didn't mm. know his name. I didn't know anything about him. So I said, look, can you ask that black guy to come down to me, please? And he said, hold on, we'll get him now. Uh, his name was... Oh, no, I, don't, I won't say no. it, actually. Don't. So um, two minutes later, he come back down and he's like, uh, sorry, he's not in. And I said, look, I know he's in. I said, will you just get him for me? And he said, look, he's not in. And I said, he is in. I said, now get him for me. I was fuming at this stage. So he goes, okay, give me two more minutes. So when he said, give me two more minutes, I knew they were fucking up there. At least that's what I thought. Mm. So Jay kicks in the door. He was only renting a room. Walked up, kicked in the wrong room. There was a woman in bed, throwing the life over. And I kicked in his room and there was no one there. But long and behold, he was a DJ. I was a DJ years ago. She made me give it up because I was coming home at four in the morning and she thought I was up to no good. Do you know what I mean? So we had to give that up and now here she is fucking seeing another one, you know? So that was another kick in the bollocks. Do you still hold her for that? You still no. anger? No. No. Honestly, no. The, the thing is, Rebecca, I look at her now and it's like, she didn't love me. So why should she stay with me? Do, do you know what I mean? As much as it hurts me, if if I didn't love her, would I stay with her? Like if now, in fairness, there was a stage where I didn't, then I did for the kids, and that's down to my dad leaving when I was a kid. My dad left when I was eight or something, and I never wanted a broken family, right? And just to kind of break off the story, we'll go back to that one. So something I drill into my kids. Like if you, if you, if my toil and Amelia were here beside me, you mm. ask them. What's the most important thing in life, right? The first thing they'll say is family. And then the second thing they'll say is never give up. Mm. So I thought I was a bit of a coward for even allowing it to get to here. I'm like, they're going to think I gave up on them. And I mm. always felt like if, like, even the six months with sex, like, the lads were saying to me, Jake, why don't we get a bleeding prostitute? Go out and fucking see someone who's into you. Like, fuck, six months? Do like, lads say that? Mm, yeah, well, sometimes, yeah. Like, mm. if you're going that long, like, it's a long time, like, it's a long time, but it's not my place to say why she wasn't doing them things, but there was side effects involved and shit, so I accepted it a bit more. Mm. But the more I think of it, I shouldn't have accepted it. I shouldn't have accepted it, in my opinion. You should have just said, look, do you love me, do you not? Let's, we need to, but very easy 
for mm. me and you in hindsight to say that yeah. it's very different when you're in it but here the, the, the way I see it, I'm going to come across a bit vulgar now right I hope your husband doesn't mind me talking this way right but if you're not willing to have sex with your partner you have a mouth do you know what I mean you have a hand there's other things that can be done you can be sexual in other ways do you know what I mean <laughs> like let's face facts here no I, I, I actually don't even know how to answer you after you're saying that <laughs> right why well, obviously, <laughs> no, I haven't. Like, so this is obviously a touchy subject. Isn't no, it? no, I no, absolutely not. Because, like, no, but if there's, so you're saying to me mm. that if she's not in love with you or she doesn't find you self sexually attractive, right? Mm. But you're in a relationship, she should still have sex with you or have other ways of having sex with you. Or else tell me no. Tell me no. You don't, like, don't lie. Like, don't get me wrong. No, sorry. Now I sound like an arsehole. She says she doesn't want to have sex. Right. Right, right Kelly, how long is this going to go on for? I'm just not in the humor tonight, Jay. We'll do it tomorrow. Like, there was times where she'd say, let's do it. Or a perfect example that fucking killed me. And I did let it go, right? We were out one night. I was at the bar, she'd walk by, give me a little slow feel or whatever, slap me in the arse, text me saying, can't wait to get you home or whatever. I go home, she falls asleep. After not. That happens though, Jay. It does happen, but if you're not getting it for like six months and that happens, it's like, right, fuck me, you had me all built up here. I'm like a bleeding, I'm ripped to bits in my head, ready to rock and roll. And then you're shut down again. And then the next morning you're like, right, maybe she'll feel bad for not doing it, something will happen now. And it still doesn't happen. Like, as a man... Well, I'm sure as a woman as well. Imagine, just this is what I keep on saying, Rebecca. How would you feel for six months, right? Let's let's say two, let's say a month. Mm. How would you feel if you were trying to have sex with Paul and he kept on turning you down? How would that make you feel? What would you I, do? I get it. Yeah, I get it. It wouldn't happen for me because I'd try once and I wouldn't try again. That's <laughs> no, that, but that's that's because that's the way I am. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but and I do get it. Yeah, but. I just think that she should have spoke to you. Yes. She should have spoke to you about it. I wouldn't have... Like, if she said to me, look, I am not attracted to you. Just, I don't want to have sex. That... And and this is actually what happened. After this whole scenario with this guy across the road, I was so upset. I wanted to know why. Where did it all go wrong? So we came down to our one night after... Or one day after all this happened. And I said, Kelly, look, just talk to me. Tell me what happened so we can improve myself. Tell me what I was I done wrong. But you week. didn't do anything wrong. Well, it turns out we did. Right. Turns out we did. So she said that she was starting to look at other men when we were together. She said she wasn't finding me attractive anymore. That I put in a bit away. Now I asked her, and she she agreed. And I was like, Why didn't you tell me that? Had you told me that, do you not think I would have done something about it? Do you not? And I would have. But at the same time, I think that even if you had lost a bit away. Yeah, I agree. She wouldn't. She it wouldn't. I agree. It, it, she wouldn't. Like it's it, that's the thing. Like when you fall out of love, or you were no longer sexually attracted to someone, mm. that's time to end that shit. Yeah. End it. Yeah. Get out of there. I and know move that now. I know that now, and this is what like I have such high standards now that like I am. We're t- this is two years not with her now, and I'm only now seeing someone. Do you know what I mean? Which is crazy. Did you respect her? Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm thinking now. Actually, did I? Yeah, no. Wait, of course, I did. I did. I was thinking like, is that showing a lack of respect by going on like that? But 
like two weeks going on like that fair enough but like I think if you ask any ma- man if he went three months without Anton what, what would he do give me a scenario what, what would another man do he, he look I don't think he's, he's hanging around personally and unless there's like a big backstory to it or I don't know I did but, do so. you, but there is some relationships out there where things are still I've had it with my girlfriends and says, things are still things are not great and I'm just going through the motions. But when you set, use the word rape, I do kind of get that you feel that, yeah, I, I get... I feel disgusting there. Yeah, you feel disgusting. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? You feel disgusting that, like, you know, and I'm sure there's women out there that probably feel like when they do it with their husbands and their husbands are not interested because this, this is not just men. It, it can be women as well. Yeah. And the women are like, well, I'm prostituting myself to you mm. and you're not having a bear with me. Do you get me? Yeah, I get you, but I don't like. Well, maybe I write. Girls this is the first actually. podcast that I've. I, I, I don't like. Literally, you have to send me in a different. <laughs> oh, this happens all the time. Even on our show, we always bring it there. But it's part of my story, and it's a big part of. I think why things went sour for us, you know, and why we broke up, and why all the fights happened, and like it was definitely a big part. But you, you have to see it from my point of view as well. That now, if you're hearing or seeing that. It's happening with other people now. It's like, well, where, where the fuck did I go wrong? So there was clearly an issue early on in the relationship. So, like, I'm embarrassed talking about this, by the way. But the reason I'm talking about it is because other lads who are in my position now, they'll know, right, I'm not taking this anymore. I need to talk to her. And she needs to put it on the table. Because I don't want someone being in my situation. It's horrible. And it, it will, it will, like you said, it'll speak to women as well that, that are going through the same shit. But do you know shit. the amount of women as well that are out there and are in relationships with men for 15 years, they never get a ring, never get commitment, boom, six months later, eight, eight months later, a year later, they're, they're engaged to someone else yeah. and married with kids in the way. Yeah, bank. I know. I know. To me, that's like... See, I, I, I understand that, right? Mm. And, and let me tell you why. Because I know now what I want out of a relationship. Mm. So... The next person that I'm with, I lay it all out straight away. Mm-hmm. You want it, you don't. You do. Right, let's see how it goes. You don't. I'm done wasting time here. Because I know what I want. I'm 32 now. I feel like I'm pushing on. I need to find that person. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I enjoy company. I hate being, like, I'm very lonely. I'll be honest, I'm very lonely. I have the kids the weekend. Otherwise, I'm on my own 24-7 other than the podcast. Like, I am a very lonely person. I want someone to share memories with. Mm. I want someone to go on a walk with, go to pictures with, you know? And I know what I want. I know this is what I expect. You're lonely now. Were you lonely in that relationship? Yes. See? Like, and I, I'm in, in the sense that, like, you say, I say, this is life. This is, this is life. This is what happens. Mm. But this is where you have now hindsight that where you were then and where you are now, it was, it's still lonely. It's still fucking lonely. That's true, but, you know, like, there's definitely someone out there that will, will change that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, like, now in hindsight, we shouldn't have been together. Do you know what I mean? There was so long where she wasn't happy, and I feel sorry for her a little bit. And it annoys me to even say that from what she put me through, but I do feel sorry for her. Like... Well, well, that's life. Yeah, it is life. life. It is life. And look, it took me a while to get over it. It took me a while to see it from her side. Mm. I was just ha- like, to me, it was all about the family. Like, I just, 
it breaks me heart that the kids don't get what they want. They love mommy and daddy together. Mm. And I loved us being a family together. Nothing will ever compare to that, ever. Like, sorry to anyone that I get with later. Like, that is what I wanted. I will always love Kelly. Always. I'll never. Because she's the mother of my kids. So you won't always love her, right? No, I will. No, you'll have love for her. Okay. Be careful with that. Okay. Be careful with that. No, and I'm not. I'm not preaching to you, but no, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Because I am brutal when it comes to warning and shit. So you'll you'll always have love for her. Yeah. For who she is, you won't always love her because you don't want to take that into a new relationship. Do you know what I mean? See, when you say that, I'm nearly going back to it again. No, we will. Like, I'll always care for her. I'll always, I'd of never want to see her upset. I would never. But maybe it is the right word. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But look, the, the, the way I see it is she'll she'll always have me respect. She's the mother of my kids. No matter what she's done, she's still the mother of my kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'll never. She's an amazing mother. That's something I'll never take away mm-hmm. from her. Do you know what I mean? I'd never talk bad about the girl mm-hmm. because. Let's face it, I'm talking bad about my kid's mother. Do you know what I mean? I know. So. What if you go on to have another family? Do you think that'll oh, happen for you? You know what, Rebecca? I love kids so fucking much. I, mm. I'm just a big kid myself. Mm. I, like, I get on with, like, if there's a party, I'm with the kids. Do you mm. know what I mean? I love the kids. But I don't think I could do it to my own. They might enjoy it too. See, the way I look at it is, right? What, how would I feel? So. I obviously didn't feel loved as a kid. My kids definitely feel love. But I don't know if, let's say, I was to meet a new girl and have a kid with her. Why is daddy living with her? Why is daddy giving that baby all the attention? Why can't we have daddy living with us? Now, they're at a stage where they wouldn't ask them questions. They'd be older. But I don't, I never wanted to be that guy. And I'm not judging anyone out there that does that. But I never wanted to be that guy. Like, I would have had, honest to God, another five kids with Kelly. And a harpy like that, that. That's that was part of the blackness that like I thought this was going this way, and now everything I don't know where I am. Mm. What do we do from here? You know. But now it's like I'm just focusing on me at the minute. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm. just getting my own shit together, making sure I never get to that place again. And being honest, I don't think I ever will because the way I look at Rebecca, that was the worst thing that could happen to me. Mm. Do you know Rebecca Gordy? No. Um, I'm sure you would have seen stuff. Right. You'd, oh, I think you. Oh no, sorry. Is it Rebecca? Rachel Gordy. Yes, yes. Rachel Gordy. Mm. This is terrible. But I used to say I'm jealous of her. Why? Because her partner passed away. Whereas I have, I like this was when I was in a very bad place. I was like, I have to watch the girl I love love someone else. Mm. I was like. I like it's gonna even as much as I say I'm over it. I know when I finally do see her with someone else and someone's living with my kids, I know that's gonna break me again. It's gonna be hard mm. again. But the thing is that I'm after getting over the hardest part that nothing can get in my way now. Like the, the only thing that could ever drive me to even having them thoughts is one mm. of my kids passing. Mm. Anything else, nothing can. I feel unbreakable. If I can get through that, I can get through what happens. You know what I mean? You have to. M- Right now and continue, and I know you're on the path and the podcast. You just have to get strong. Yeah, you just have to get strong. Mm. You've been dealt a lot of shit over the years, and probably put yourself into a lot of shit mm. over the years. Just get yourself strong, and you know. Yeah, and I feel like I am doing that, and mm. the, this is what I'm saying. The podcast is really helping me, mm. and doing shit like this, and doing shit like the RTE show. Like I was even, I was even thinking when I was on RTE, oh, I don't want to hurt Kelly. 
I don't want her to think that I'm just doing this to her. I don't want her seeing me on telly with someone else and getting her. But she doesn't give a shit. No. Do you know what I mean? I'm that's thinking like that. You need and to disassociate her with your kids. Your kids are your kids. Yeah. And that's, the, that's your kids, man. I need to, I need to separate from everybody, yeah. not just her. Yeah. Everybody. I need to stop thinking about what they're going to feel. What are they going to feel? Just, Jay, focus on yourself. And that's the stage I'm at now. And I feel like I am at my strongest point now in every mm. sense of the word. You know, like... The only part I'm, I'm lacking on now is my fitness, you know. But once that gets into place, I'm fucking flying. We'll get to um, Tell me about the podcast. Who who runs it? And we know why you set it up. Yeah. Then tell me about it. So, basically, I've, like I said, I set it up for that reason. And I started out on my own. And it just, again, lonely. I didn't want to do it alone. I wanted to bring someone up with me. So a friend of mine who supported it but was sure he didn't really want to do it, he ended up giving me a dig out Dean. He was the first fella. And if Dean couldn't really commit because he had two kids. And mm. look, anyone with kids is hard to commit. As you know yourself, schedules can go all over the place. It's hard to lock down something, especially if you're not getting paid for it. So we brought his friend in, Gav, and we'd done a few episodes with him. And then I got to a stage where I was expecting probably too much from the lads. I was getting frustrated. I had, obviously my passion is here. Their passion is triggering around here. Mm. So when I'm doing all the work, I'm like, ah, fuck you. Why the fuck am I doing it all? Like, you was gaining as much as if mm. I, when really they weren't. I was gaining more than here, you mm. know? Pointing at my cheek. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. So yeah, t- things got, like, I think, I think Gav, who was on the, on the show, Things that I had something against them or something. I, I didn't like it. Just our banter levels were different, and I felt like, like, we, we, like I said to you, we do an Evernote and all of, I guess, mm. we do a homework. And there was a time where he texted and said, uh, Jay, this isn't loading in, and he sent me a screen mm. recording. Now, all he did was he, he done a particular thing that made this screen uh, not load into the Evernote. Right. Um, I'm a big tech head, so little did he know that I knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. He just didn't want to update the Evernote. Right. But for me, that was the last straw. I right. was like, you fucking lying bastard. This is this. You're mm. a lawyer and all. And I got frustrated and things kind of went, went sour from there. And then we made the transition. So Joe Doyle um, is a friend of mine who I'd done a bit of work for. And he listened to one or two episodes and said, Jay, I fucking love what you're doing. I can see it taking off. I have a studio down there if you want to go down. You can do whatever you want to it. So I was like, really? He was like, yeah. So we made an agreement that, look, I'll let him use my equipment and mm. he'll let me use the studio. And look, fees will be involved if it gets to this stage or whatever. And we went down and he hasn't charged me since. So I'm extremely grateful for Joe. Joe has helped me when I'm struggling, looking for work and stuff. He's a great friend of mine. So... We've been down in the studio now. We've invested probably the guts of 13 grand into the studio. But every, like people say, oh, you should be making money. I haven't made a cent from that podcast. Not a cent. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't bother me. I couldn't care if I make nothing. Yeah, now, true. the only thing that bothers me is I know the lads want to make money mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. So that's the side Who that... Are the lads? The lads is Jay. So Jay got involved... Um, Jay is from my local area mm. and I walked into Super Value and he came over to me and said, Jay, I love your podcast. I was like, thanks very much. I actually heard you done one. he done an MMA podcast before. Right. He was involved in one at least and it was actually very successful. <coughs> and he was asking me for tips saying that he wanted to set up his own and I said, look, come down to the gaff. 
Like I said, I love mm. fucking helping people. Come down to the gaff. We'll fucking tell you and show you everything you need. And he was talking and he was so passionate about it. And I was like, you're the guy. And I, I said to him, look, Jay, I'm looking to do like a sports segment on the show. I said, I think you'd be great to be head of it. Would you be interested? And he said, yeah. So, right, you're on board. Brought him down. Uh, we done a couple of episodes. I didn't go into sport at all. Mm. He just ended up being my mm. co-host. But then I got to the stage where we got cameras and we got um, basically the switcher that you have there, mm. the camera switcher. You need someone, your husband actually only informed me mm. that it can be changed by voice. I didn't know that mm. at the time. So we got um, Martin who watched the podcast, Martin Money, who's now the engineer. He got involved and he's just fucking unbelievable. I, I love his little one-liners. Everyone always says that, you know, the engineer shouldn't speak. Mm. Why not? Do you know what I mean? Now, it is hard because... We I don't allow Paul to speak. <laughs> I want to tell you something, Paul. <laughs> um, I'm going to have you and him on my podcast. Not How about that? <laughs> the two years. Um, yeah, so um, everyone obviously didn't expect Martin to speak, but I think Martin is so intelligent and he's so quick with the one-liners that... Mm. I needed them to speak and I always wanted the engineer to speak like Jamie and Joe Rogan says the odd thing or two but I just think that an extra perspective on things is good and yeah he's been a great addition and don't get me wrong people think we're down shit because of Instagram numbers but that doesn't bother me like it's the conversations like the people like we get messages all the time saying your podcast is helping me and I'm after learning from this and people have gotten sponsorships from it people have been helping out uh, charities from our show oh I got you from the Digi Hair Show Dangs is one of our sponsors he's saying that everyone's asking for the Digi Hair Show rap which is actually unbelievable uh, Mirsa was another sponsor we got and like they're just sponsoring us with their products you know yeah. what I mean we're not looking for money because we know they're only small brands and we're just happy to support them Irish companies up and coming you know but eventually hopefully one day we'll start making a few bob from it and that'll just make it so much easier I'd love to do more shows and do more content but unfortunately with jobs family the kids families and jobs it just it doesn't allow for it you know but I love it it'll get there mm. can I ask you a question you can ask me loads more <laughs> do you think you're hard to love no I don't think so um, no one asked me that before. I never even thought of that before. Hard to love. No, I don't think so. Like I'm very, I'm very emotional. I'm very affectionate. I put wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I lay it all out on the table. So no, I wouldn't say so. So will you in your relationships? And like, even with Kelly, Jesus, and you know we're talking about Kelly, and I hope you let Kelly know that. We, we talk about her in this podcast I'm not before. saying nothing <laughs> <laughs> I started out with my ex-partner and then Kelly just came out natural yeah. look everyone knows anyway right so like would you be affectionate would you be affectionate in, the, in these situations what do you mean in relationships would I be affectionate yeah I would be yeah Um, I'm not gonna lie there's something about being affectionate in public that kind of triggers me a little bit I'm more affectionate behind closed doors. I don't know what that is. Mm. It's always been the case. And eat like I'm seeing it, someone now kind of sort of and I let them know that and they were killed with it but I was a bit shocked that they were killed with it. I was like, like, does that not come across that like I just don't want to be seen with you because I'm still single, do you know what I mean? Mm. But, oh, I don't know, it's, a weird, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. 
I, I don't know what it is though. I don't know. I was even the same with Kelly. Like I wasn't into like holding hands or kissing in public and that. And I don't know why. But behind closed doors, yeah. <laughs> Are you a good partner? Um, I can be hard. I can be hard. Now, I always thought that I never ever started a fight with Kelly. I only ever reacted. Now, that probably is the case. However, I know a lot of it stemmed from shit I done or didn't do. Do you know what I mean? Like, housework was a big thing. Like, something we used to always argue over. So, let's say, for example, I'd be working from home. Right? I'd done websites and stuff. She'd go to work. I'd pick up the kids, come back. Uh, right, Jay, all I need you to do is day, today is put the clothes on the horse mm. and have the dishwasher empty. Right, no bother. She'd pull up in the car. Bollocks! Mm. I'd rush. I'd do it. She'd see me putting the last plate in. Did you only do that now? Yeah, you were here all day. Why didn't you do it? What What does it matter? It's done now. That was always my argument. So, in the sense that well, you're a good partner, they just... No, they, they cause murder. I, I get it. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm myself and Paul are married. It causes murder. Paul's asked me what do I do all day and I'm like, do you on your lunch break go and clean your canteen? <laughs> do you do that? Do you go on your lunch break go downstairs and clean the canteen for everybody? I was like, because that's what I am. And he's like, the breakfast balls are still there. I was like, yeah, I know. I haven't had a second. So I get that's a small move. But in the sense, are you a good partner that you will provide the affection, provide for the person? You're a good communicator. You're a good, you know what I mean? Are you a, a, a good bloke? Um, I'll be honest. Towards the end of the relationship, no, I wasn't. So like I said, she... I, I can't really say it's not my place but mm. she she was involved in something let's say that she was passionate about and I'll be honest I went one in in one in out the other which I know when I'm passionate about you want someone to kind of be passionate mm. about but I think I think we just drifted apart at that stage mm. like at the start of the relationship like I was a black belt boyfriend like I was doing the whole rose petals I was bringing her out on dates all the time I used to do um I used to do like a, a CD for her every week with love songs that reminded me of her. Um, I was very romantic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, what have you learned? A what lot. have you learned about yourself? A lot, a lot. I learned that I need. So my the thing I hate about myself is I react so much. I need to stop reacting, think longer. Like a lot. Like I ended up in court over all this shit. You know what I mean? I ended up with a protection order. Do you know what I mean? It got messy and I am not that guy. And you know what? If Kelly was sitting here and mm. telling me this, I'd be like, he's a prick. I know. I, and I'd agree. Tell him to f- get yeah. the fuck away from me. I him. agree. I agree. And I was a prick. I was a prick, but I was a hurt prick. I wasn't doing it to be a prick. I was doing it because I was hurt. Because of what she did? Yeah. Okay. It, it was like... Like, so oh, you only got this after the fact? Yeah, like, I, I'm i not the type of guy that fucking breaks into someone's gaff. That's not me. Do you know what I mean? I'm the, I'm the guy who fucking helps get that guy out of the gaff. Mm-hmm. But love just makes you do crazy things. Do you know what I mean? I am not a scumbag. I'm very affectionate. I'm I've very never, emotional. I I'll say I'll never, yeah. ever... Ever think that like, you threw me with the hand and the melting? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, and I tell you, you should be regretting saying that now. I think because like I don't because like 
I'm like, you're a lovely, you're a lovely lad, and then that comes out of your mouth. Like I have to say, that's just. Oh, no, it gets much worse than that. But um, but is that real talk? Like, is that are you real? Or is that joking? Come that's, on. Do you know it's joking. Yeah. It's joking. It's yeah. just my sense of humor. I have yeah. a very dark sense of humor. Yeah. I get yeah. in trouble for it a yeah. lot. You know, we just say it, and people's Jay, shouldn't have said that. Mm. Oh, but fuck it. Mm. it, it's a joke. Take mm. like. That, that's something I have to get better at as well I have to get better at reading people because certain people I thought had my banter and I'd say something and they're like no I'm like fuck I shouldn't have said mm. that because now I look like a fucking idiot like read the room exactly mm. now I do think I'm okay at that mm. like did, did you take offence to what I no, said I, that? I, I, I honestly have to tell you I take offence to nothing. Yeah, yeah I take exactly. offence to nothing. Uh, so, so I read the room well and saying mm. that you were just a bit taken back. No, I, you read it that you sh- I am a lady and you shouldn't <laughs> say that in front of a lady, Jay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, no, but like th- I, th- that's kind of my personality. Like I, I try and make everything funny. Do you know what I mean? And you're funny. But not like, everybody's funny. No, definitely not. Definitely so we, not. We need to clarify and let people, women, the women on uh, uh, my podcast listeners know <laughs> that you do go over and support your podcast because you're actually a lovely fella and the shit that you said is just jokes. It's just jokes, yeah. Mm. I, I, I have, I, I'm trying to t- tone it down. We did actually get a few messages saying about the, the way I was speaking on. I have got a lot better because mm. I used to course a lot and now I'm like, because I used to use them as filler words. Mm. But the more comfortable I get doing podcast, mm. the more easy it is for me to talk talk you know because there is things like things that and especially in this day and age run not this day and week the derogatory comments that are made about women yeah are like i know what you're saying do you know i'm not going to say it because i'm not because the week that's in it it's not the right week but this is not going to work this week this gonna but doesn't it doesn't matter when it's right but the derogatory comments that are said about women unfortunately are not well unfortunately do you know do you know what i'm trying to say yeah. it's not oh i do i know exactly yeah. what you're saying but see the thing with me personally yeah. and this is why you need to read the person as well because yeah. it's dangerous for me like i'd say i think it's the complete opposite for me like me saying shit like that to you was me showing you respect why should i talk mm. to you different to how i yeah. speak to the lads yeah. Like, to me, that's sexist. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So th- that's why I do it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I do try and read the people as best mm. I can. Yeah. And most of the time I get right, but the other time I can get it wrong, you know? Mm. But look, that's just my personality, you know what I mean? I, like, I, I've, come here, my humour's got me into trouble. I'll, I'll tell you. Don't, it, it, it just better, it better, because I'm going to try it in my house. Go on. No, th- this was something that made me feel terrible. Right. And th- this was... This is kind of going off topic. I actually said it on my own podcast, but there was two at the Christmas party. There was two women. So Fabu D shows up on a bleeding electric scooter, mm. right? And he was waiting on the lift to go down. And there was two women coming up the lift. And I said, "Look at these two lazy bitches fucking getting the lift up. They could like there was three flights of stairs or mm. something." And yeah, the woman walked out of the lift. Lazy fucking bitch, are we? And a man walks out with limp on like bollocks. Yeah. Now. I apologised and I felt absolutely terrible for that. Do you think you were being funny? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was well, trying to show, show off. off in front of Yeah, mm. yeah. like he's a comedian. I'm absolutely. Like, these two lazy bitches. Yeah. And in, in fairness, it wasn't funny. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even, I probably would have thought that in my head jokingly as mm. well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I just said it out loud. And she was, our daughter was so upset. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. I said, I... I don't know why, it, like, that thought didn't enter my head for one mm. second that mm. there could be something wrong. I was just thought, lazy bastards, do you know what I mean? How did you process that? So what I done was, I felt, like I said, like absolute dirt. They mm. were in the toilet for about half an hour, I said, waiting outside, and I 
laid it all out and said, I'm so sorry. I'll... But there it is. What? That's you. Yeah, no, it you, is. Like, you, that's you. And that's mm. what I want people to know, to know because I don't want yeah, to take yeah, that yeah. comment. I want people to know that that's you. Like, you were heart sorry. Yeah. That you said that. And you, you didn't. And, and I say this all the time because the different people that I've had on my podcast, and I've said it, and like, again, I'm going to correct you because that's my job. You said yeah. African American, we don't say that. You know, you say black, and that's that. You know what I mean? Right. So it was right to say black the first yeah, time. Yeah, black right. is fine to say, but you don't okay. say African American. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, and this is what we, we do. But again, I've said things in the past that have sat with me for so long. Mm. And again, it's stuff like that. Like, I'd never even correct something like that. But you just, like, we're responsible. Mm. Sometimes, and sometimes, or not. No, we can, I, we I do, I do the same. Say, I do the very same, yeah. But it's, it's, it's mad that you, and I know, I, I know, you probably sat with that for about a week. That probably sat in your head. I, I said it two weeks later on the podcast. That's what I'm saying. Because I didn't feel like, like her, her daughter hugged me at the end of it and she was like, I really appreciate it. Because I was talking to them for about 15 minutes yeah. and the ma was like, ah, don't mind it. I know you didn't mean mm, it. A mm. ma was sound yeah. where, a ma was apologising for her daughter and I was like, no, don't be, she's right. Yeah. I should have. Like, and it's, it's still sitting with you. Yeah, no, it is. It is because I felt terrible for yeah. it. I, I like that, but like, it, it's a quick thing that, I'm at the lane and something from that. Don't yeah. just automatically think they're being lazy. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 but it's just what we do. It's a little life lesson in, yeah. a, in a small yeah. thing, but th- th- that's what, like, you're asking me, what have I learned? Like, that's nothing to do with the relationship side, but I've learned so much and mm. I've learned to respect myself. Mm. That's the main thing yeah. I got from it. Not to let people bring me that like while in the relationship I was called fat you know I was called names and things were done I wasn't an angel as well I'd always respond with horrible comments um, that's very hard well, when someone does that to you when someone mm. called you fat that's very hard And but you know what Rebecca I'm delighted I got to this size you know why because I was that prick that called people fat as a joke yeah. like let's say one of my friends names is uh, Jimmy mm. shut up Jimmy a fat cunt messing with him but I know that even if he's a horse a little bit, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm glad that I was a skinny fucker back in the day and then I was kind of in the middle and mm. now I'm a bit bigger. So I am delighted that I've got to here now because now I fully understand it's not fucking nice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I would have never understood that because you're fat, will you get over it? It's a joke. Mm. Whereas now I know it hits. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it's... It's it's mad. Like I said, life is all about experience, and without the experience, you don't know. That's why I never. You can never truly judge someone. Like a perfect example, people are gonna fucking hate me for even saying this, but Logan Paul. I don't he, know. Right, so he's a big YouTuber over in mm. America, right? I see. You and Paul had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he he's a big YouTuber. He fucking has his own podcast and all, but he actually went over to Japan and he went to what's called a suicide forest. Where people actually go to kill themselves mm. and he filmed the dead body. Yes, I, that's how I remember. Yeah. That's how I know him. Right? Yeah, yeah. He is still judged by that mistake. He was a kid when he done that. Mm. He was a kid. Now, don't get me wrong, it doesn't justify it. Do, like, he still didn't have the fucking cop on to not do that. But, but someone did. Someone in charge of him. Yes. Someone in charge of him allowed him to yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But that's not his fault, is what I'm saying. Mm. And he's still judged by that today. I don't think that's fair. Do you know what I mean? I don't think like that's a very big fucking thing, though. I know, I know it is. I know it is. But look, I think like if something happened ten years ago, people can change immensely. 
They can. And they absolutely can. And people deserve, like... A second chance. Second chance. And Everyone deserves a second, deserves second, second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. And this is what I'm saying. There was people, obviously, in his life that weren't leading him down the garden path to allow him to yeah. do that kind of thing. That's how I do. I think... Do you know what? I actually think my child told me that. I think Amelia told me that about him. Mm. Um because she said it to me one day and I was like, what? And, and again, I'm like, this me, 11 year old talking about that. But she yeah. it was Amelia who said it to me. But like, we got like the whole thing. I'm not going to get into it because no point. But like, Molly May and stuff like that. Like, Molly May, she, 100%, she's young. She said it and that's just the way it exactly. is. Exactly. But that suicide thing is so wrong. But mm. again, he was probably let down. He was probably told, this is a good idea. Go and do it. And he did it. Mm. But th- th- what what I'm trying to get, get out of it is that everyone makes a mistake. Like someone could say something and instantly regret it, mm. but yet that judge for years for saying, like Molly mm. May, I'm sure she regretted that comment mm. straight away. Mm. But like, get over it. She made a mistake. Mm. Like who who doesn't? I know everyone does. Exactly. Yeah, people do make mistakes. Everyone deserves yeah. a second chance. Everyone deserves to be forgiven. So do you deserve a second chance to come on, come on again and have a conversation with me in six months' time and update me and let me know where you are in your life? I deserve you and your husband to come on to my podcast. That's what I deserve. I'll get it to happen eventually. Don't worry. I'm telling you, I won't. You will. You will. I guarantee you will. You make it 100%. Small, you get you'll get more comfortable. You will have an experience on this podcast that changes your outlook. And you'll be like, oh, maybe it is a good idea to go on the Digit Hair Show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for the lols, maybe, but other than that, I don't know. <laughs> I'll keep it PG, I promise. Absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, so listen, thank you so much for coming to the house. Again, I didn't know you were all the way from Clondalkin. Mm, it's only, it was only 10 minutes, 15 minutes on the M50. I don't even know where that is. That's how bad I am. It's beside Le Falli. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you I go. do actually know where Clondalkin yeah. is. So I um, but come here, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Um, as I said, it's my first crossover and it's a while. I'm actually asking you, I think, I think we're asking each other a while and we're in the DMs a while now. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of glad that we, you sat down. You're the first rec- recording of season four. We don't know where we will see. We're gonna do, actually, this time we're going to record quite a few. Right. And then put them out just for time wise. Do you know what I mean? I'll cool. probably get Paul to edit as Alu. Get them up in your bank. <laughs> get them in your bank, yeah. But um, Jay, thank you so much for sitting down with me. It was a pleasure. Likewise. And um, I just want to say congratulations on the podcast. I did very well. I enjoyed them. One thing I would say that you're very good at that I need to improve and that I take inspiration from you from is actually listening. You know, a lot of time when I ask my guests a question, when they're telling the answer, I come up with another question and I interrupt an answer. Mm. Whereas you're very good at just listening. Do you know what I mean? And that's what a good house is all about. So Thank thanks you. for that and the best of luck going forward. And we will get you on the digital show. <laughs> thanks, Will. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.